Welcome to the True Transformation Podcast with your host, me, Josiah Novak. Welcome to the podcast. Here's my daddy, Josiah Novak. What's up, party people? Josiah Novak back again today with a brand new episode here on the True Transformation Podcast. Today I'm joined by none other than Roger Matthews. You might know Roger from his days as a cast member on the Jersey Shore, which was an extremely popular show uh, about a decade ago, I guess. Maybe I'm aging myself a little bit. It might be longer than that. Uh, I was a massive fan of the cast members of the show back when it was on MTV. Uh, but I reconnected with Roger uh, after being a big fan of his uh, when I met my friend Frankie Edgar, uh, UFC champion. I uh, had him on my podcast, and Roger and, and Frankie actually do their own podcast called Champ and the Tramp. Uh, Roger is a dad, uh, entrepreneur, super successful guy, uh, and I really enjoy the content that he posts, and I enjoy him and Frankie Edgar's podcast, so I wanted to get him on the show, talk about what's going on in the world, how to be a better dad, how to deal with all the distractions that come from social media, how to deal with being a former social media celebrity uh, and reality TV show star, all the things that you probably want to ask Roger uh, if you were a fan of the show. So we jump into some really cool stuff today. You're going to want to check it out. If this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, appreciate you being here. And I have a free gift for you. If you go to lookgoodnaked.co, you can start your permanent transformation today with my full-blown 20-plus page guide on how to set up everything from your diet to your workouts to your cardio and how to ultimately find success when it comes to your health and fitness and help you in the next 90 days drop 20 to 30 pounds. So go to lookgoodnaked.co, check it out. And in the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show with Roger Matthews. All right, brother. Yeah. So when it comes to, to parenting, right? Like in today's world, I, I look at social media. Uh, first of all, I think it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right. In a lot of ways, sure. um, yeah. there's, there's really no regulation on it. That that's the issue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, there's a lot of regulation on it. Actually, <laughs> yeah. a, a lot, the, depending the on what you, the wrong depending kind. on what you have to say. Yeah. There's no regulation for joining or signing up or, you know, but depending yeah. on what, what you say as an individual, there there's, there's becoming increasingly more regulation, which seems unbelievably unfair to me. You know, that's yeah, they're regulating right. all the wrong stuff, right? Well, they get around it by saying they're a private entity, they're private business. They can regulate how they deem fit is how they get away from it. But it, it, it completely violates the first amendment. How does the first amendment apply if you have a certain point of view, but not if you have an opposing point of view, it doesn't make any sense, you know? Yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's why, well, it, there, there's a lot of other social platforms starting to pop up, right? Yes. Um, fighting back against yes. what I consider to be tyranny. Uh, there's And look, you know, I don't care. I always tell people all the time, I think the best thing we can do in, in today's world is start to mind our own business, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Stop worrying so much about what everybody else thinks and right. start worrying about what other people are doing. Right. right. Because actions are so much more important than some random person who lives in, you know, Antarctica and sleeps in a basement somewhere telling yep. you what you shouldn't or shouldn't think like it just yep. doesn't it doesn't make sense. I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think you realize that completely and fully until 
you say something maybe controversial or something happens in your life there's and you get a full-on assault which i which i've survived (laughs) a full-on social media assault and then you have to figure out your value system on it you know are these real people and and yeah i'm not saying they don't exist but how do they how are they impactful in your life on a daily basis do you are you ever going to see them are you going to ever actually interact with them and, and, you know, I, I was taking a lot of heat and it, it bothered me, you know, to a degree, some of the comments, I was like, damn, that kind of stung a little bit, but then, <laughs> then you, you had to take a step back and say, they don't know me. They don't know actually what has gone on. They don't, they, they don't have the facts. They're just, they're just emotional based comments, trying to get a rise out of somebody. And, and I just didn't allow it to happen. At some point I had to say, you know what I mean? I, I I'm on here for me because I want to be on here. This is my choice to be on here. I can leave. You know what I mean? If, if it's too tough for me, I can leave. So I made that choice for myself and I stayed on social media and I'm still on social media to this day. But I think for a lot of people, a lot of people, a tremendous amount of people, it is social media is not a place where everybody should be. It's not. Mm-hmm. It is not. You know, if you if you if you're I don't want to be derogatory and use words like soft. I mean, that sounds horrible. But if you if you're not and I think people's situations change out through their entire life, you may be in a spot in your life where where you're, you're vulnerable and you, you're, you're emotionally, you know, and I, and I went through that. It probably is not the right time for you to be interacting with total strangers that can, can rip on you and, and say horrible things to you. That's probably not the proper time in your life. Maybe, maybe step away from it. And I know a lot of people that have actually done that. Actually, my buddy, Charlie uh, Kingerly, he's on, he's been on live PD and uh, got a huge social media following. And from time to time, he steps away. You know, he's a family man and occasionally he steps away from it and he'll come back. And I think if you can do it that way, then, um, you know, maybe, maybe you're doing it for the right reasons. But if you're on there every day feuding with people and arguing and get letting people get to you, you know, you're not doing it right. You know, yeah, yeah. it's, 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 you're letting it affect your personal space and you shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I, this, this year was the first year that I had to really create containers for social media, right? Like I had to put up some serious rules in place, man, because I would, you know, I, I run businesses on social media, so I have to be on there at least at certain intervals. And there were just times where I would open it up and I go, I cannot believe what I'm reading and what I'm, what I'm watching my friends, right? Like people I know personally get into these heated fights. And I'm like, first of all, in person, you guys would never do this shit. Never, never <laughs> happen. It would never happen. As a guy that you know used to be involved in reality TV, and it was about a decade of my life or so, and it was a it was quite a controversial and hated show. You know what I mean? By a lot loved of people, it, by the but, way. But, awesome. beloved by some, but hated by others. <laughs> I never once in ten years, not one time, ran into a person in person. You know what I mean? That ever talk shit ever. So it's I know it's, it's, it's more tough guys. You know, it's or, funny how that works, right? I mean, being in fitness, which is my main industry, you know, you get people all the time who accuse you of. Right. doing drugs or yeah. you know cheating or lying or whatever i've been out at events and i've met people in different different social circles and like you just said i've never once encountered a hater yeah yeah <laughs> they're all been guys like cool. guys like brad castleberry i mean that guy gets <laughs> he gets hated on bro i'm i follow him i'm a fan man what yeah. as a fitness guy do you think he lives with fake weights i mean i think there's probably a good chance but yeah. what I'll say in all fairness is that a lot of guys do, yeah. you know, like a lot of these guys who do it. I mean, first of all, he's, you know, I don't know the guy and that's right. one rule I have, unless I know the guy personally, I'm never going to knock on him. Right. And I right. have no proof that he has fake weights or whatever. Any of the guys out there, 
I, I like I said earlier, I, I mind my own damn business. Same, same, and you know same. what? I admire. He gets hated. He gets hated on by the powerlifting he community. He does. Mostly, you know? He gets hated on by a lot of different people for a lot of different reasons. But a lot of that hate is just them playing the game of trying to get clout. Right. Right. I'm He's a hate on this game. guy. It's going to take all his followers and make yeah. him follow me who don't like him. Right. That's all the game is for a lot of these dudes, especially in fitness. It's become such a joke when it's like, I'm going to call out this guy. All you're really doing is like, you're clout chasing, dude. Yep. You're just trying to right. get their followers. That's it. I, I think the reason, that. I he's, that he, the, the reason he's suspect, and, I, and I'll say I'm a fan. I follow him because he puts sure. out a lot of positivity. He's a dad, yep. does shit with his kids. I mean, he's, he's, he's a little much to take because he's always so fucking real. The guy never wears a shirt. But if I looked like him, I probably wouldn't wear a shirt either. But anyway, um, <laughs> the reason he's a little suspect, right, is because he's never actually entered into any powerlifting competitions. Yeah. And if his numbers are what they are, he should be, right? Um, you know, so we, that's where most of his hate comes from. But he's answered that question many times. I don't know how we got on a Brad Castleberry bit, but I guess because you're a fitness guy. But anyway, he's answered that question many times. He says most of my videos are in public gyms, almost all of them. Yeah. What am I doing? Carrying fake weights through the front door? You know what I mean? He's got a pretty good point there, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, my, my devil's advocate in me would say, well, maybe the owner has fake weights of the gym possibly, <laughs> and possibly. he's putting them in. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. I don't give a shit. That, that's I like, don't either. I, like you said, though, I admire, like, I think some of us, and this is not a knock on people who can't, but emotional intelligence allows you to see the good in a lot of people, right? right. Even the people who get hated on like Castleberry or, you know, there's other guys too, who get a lot of, a lot of flack, but I see the work ethic, right? I see, I know how freaking hard it is to look like that, to show up every day and do crazy stuff. Even if it is fake weights, I mean, you still got to act and do, I mean, that's hard, man. Like you, you know, right. I mean, you're on reality TV, like showing up every fucking day and like, that's gotta be tough, man. I, I'll say this and, and I'm not, you know, associated or affiliated with the show anymore, but I did spend a, a chunk of my life affiliated with it. And one of the number one, probably the two top comments are, is it fake? Like, is it fake? That's like the number one thing. Is it fake? Do they tell you what to do? Do they tell you what to say? And I always answer the same way. No, they don't tell you what to do or say, but you're limited. You can't just do whatever you want. You can't wake up in the morning and fucking run out the house and go to the gym and then go to, you know, you, you're, you're filming in a house. You're expected to be part of it. And you're, you know, you, you can only go to like approved places. You can't go to like, you can't go to like big franchise places. They don't want cameras in there. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. that's why it's always mom and pop gyms and mom and pop places. Um, you know, that's probably question number one by far is, is it fake? Um, I lost my train of thought now. What was my second, second point I was going to make? Well, anyway, that's, you know, people are always critiquing reality TV. Oh, I know what I was going to say. People, I guess the, the, the other biggest comment is anybody can do that. You just get drunk every day. That's all you do. You got to have a personality. You know what I mean? Like half these people that are saying that they, you try to have a conversation with them or you put a camera on them and they're like sheetrock, you know, they freeze up. They don't know what to say. They don't know. So it's not true. It's, it was casted really well. Everybody there had a dynamic personality and I'm not hating on any of them, you know? So never. Yeah. I was a huge fan of the show. I mean, it was the perfect timing. Cause I think, uh, I was at the age where I, I was the same age basically as everybody in the house. Right. Okay. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it was just so catchy and fun. And, and part of it, too, was uh, having been to the Jersey Shore, uh, you know, in like 18, 19 years old and experiencing the, the environment. I was like, this is definitely what a lot of the people there are yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. It you know, awesome. I, I guess I guess when you look at it from other parts of the world or other parts of the country, it's like that shit can't really go on. It honestly does. Oh, for that sure. Is seaside. That is Seaside Heights in a nutshell. It is. There's no everybody acts like that down there. You know, it's like its own little island with its own little rules. And when you go over there, 
you know, you're like in a different world. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I mean, not now. It's totally different now. But back then, there was, I mean, every block had nine, eight, nine clubs on it. You know what I mean? It was crazy. You know. <laughs> And, and most of them are gone now. Even the big ones are gone. Karma's gone now, sold. Bamboo is gone now, sold. The, even, you know, Temptations, all the old school ones. Wow. Are, they're all gone. Yeah. Why is that? Is that because of 2020 or is that just because like? I think it was a, a dynamic of a bunch of things. I think, um, you know, Jersey Shore was a huge, huge plus. Everybody came there to watch them. They left. Yep. Uh, then they had the fire Then Sandy. I don't know if I'm right. doing that in the correct order. I think, uh, I think. Well, Sandy about was, those uh, 2011. Yeah. 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 So, you know, between those three things, it just heavily impacted that that area. And, um, you know, business was suffering and people started selling some of their bars and businesses. I mean, I personally know John owned Karma and Bamboo and um, that's a lot of overhead to have when no people are coming, you know, so oh, I can only imagine someone makes you a big offer to put housing in there and, you know, you got to take it, I guess. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's often just the evolution of some of those areas. I grew up in a, in a beach area in Virginia beach and uh, you go there now it's unrecognizable. Is that right? From when I was, you know, in my high school years, it's, it's totally different now because really? they've built up homes they've built up new hotels and like new, new areas and stuff. And small businesses sometimes get just completely obliterated. Yeah, man. And that's something else we could talk about what's going on with small business right now, but my hometown, yeah. I, I grew up in a tiny little town in Maine called Cherryfield, tiny town, a population of less than a thousand people. And the exact opposite of what you say. When I go home now, it looks exactly like it did when I was a teenager there. Nothing. There's no new houses. There's no, it looks exactly the same. Exactly. How, how is that possible? I mean, in today's crazy time. Well, Maine in general is a no growth state, right? They don't really encourage growth. They don't want, they want it pristine. They want a vacation land. They want people to come visit, spend their money and leave, right? Mm. So um, the rural little towns I mean, they, they have a very small growth rate, generally speaking, anyway. Most small towns don't change. But southern Maine, Portland area, things like that, I'm sure that has changed to a degree. I mean, there's businesses constantly coming and going, and old businesses die, new businesses come in. But the little, the little tiny town that I grew up in, there's not much there. Most people work either on the land or they're lobster fishermen or they work in the blueberry industry. And, you know, that's kind of a set industry. It doesn't grow profoundly. They're limited by regulations. You know, um, you can't become a lobster. You and I couldn't go up there and become a lobster fisherman. It's a family business. So like you could pass it, your license down to your son. And so it just doesn't change much, man. It's small town living. And I love going home. I love going up there. and I love enjoying it. I just don't think I could live up there again. I, I mean, mm. I spent half, basically half my life in Jersey and half my life in Maine. And I'm, I'm a Jersey guy at this point. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. more more to do now if shit gets crazy and the apocalypse <laughs> happens and civil war i'll be i'll be up in maine with my kids but <laughs> which is actually not out of the realm of possible it is really not people <laughs> will laugh at you and me for saying that but it is really not it is really well, not if we go down the list of things that happened this year yeah uh starting with i was i was coaching my son's basketball team uh my my oldest first time he ever played sports right having a blast uh we, we he's he's idolizing all the guys i loved as a kid kobe bryant was one of yeah. them we get to the last game of the year the dude we walk out of practice and that was the news right like kobe had died and i was like it was it was, it was god awful but that was kind of the the cascade effect for the rest of the the winter yeah. <laughs> as, as a father man how much did that affect you i mean you're a sports guy i'm not so much a traditional sports guy yeah, I grew up in Maine, so I grew up watching the Patriots a little bit, but I never really got huge into basketball or 
or the traditional sports. I mean, this is going to take a lot of flack, but they always seem to me to be a little bit of overpaid crybabies to some degree. Definitely. I was more of a, I was more of an individualist guy. Like I love X Games. Travis Pastrana is my favorite athlete by far. Always got into the UFC from an early age because they seem like more like individual athletes and stuff. But yep. speaking of Kobe, I mean, you know, even I obviously knew who he was. I've seen him play. Um, just that story, man. Just just hearing about him being on that flight with his daughter and them probably having locking eyes for a moment before that. It, it affected me, man. I mean, for yeah. like a week, I was like hugging my daughter every time I saw her. It just really, it really affected me, man. Yeah, I didn't have dry eyes that day because of not because I, I don't, you know, I look at these athletes, I don't know them, right? So I'm like, man, that's just god awful. But it was the scenario, right? It was the the way it played out, right? Way I, you know, my son, like looking at him, I'm like, oh my god, like if that that is the ultimate dad's nightmare, right? Right. Like, I mean, losing a child, but losing your life with your child in the in the same breath oh, is like now 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 do you think that's a blessing i don't know that i could go on if i lost one of my kids i mean if it had to happen which is a total tragedy and it's just so unsent you know the more i dug into it and learned about the pilot and why he was fine so it didn't have to happen right I, I don't think i could go on without either one of my kids so i i, I maybe in a weird way you know he's yeah. holding hands with her walking into heaven maybe i mean who knows you know it depends on i guess your belief system but that's what i like to believe you know? that's what i like to believe too i mean good you know? lord it's like yeah, I that that whole scenario because he had other kids too, right? So it's right. like, you know, there there's there's something to be said for that for sure. I mean, I would definitely rather go with my kid versus my kid go and die alone, right? Yeah. Like that that to me, I mean, the pain. I, I don't know how you live with that pain. His wife, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine. God, His wife obviously is, you know, she. But I guess I guess you you keep on because you have other kids that that need you, you know. I mean that 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 would be what would keep. You, exactly. You know, keep, yeah. Keep the human strength here. is yeah. sometimes so mind blowing, you know, and it, once again, I'm sure if we're in their shoes, like, or her shoes or whoever is that there are days where they probably don't want to go on yeah. you know, and they no probably question. consider it at a serious level, you know, yeah. uh, did you hear yeah. um, one of the first responders, I guess, that went down there was actually taking pictures uh, on his phone of the helicopter and of Kobe's body and was like showing it in a bar afterwards. I heard yeah, he got a huge civil suit against him from from Kobe's wife. Yeah, rightfully so. Disgust- I mean, who the hell does that? What a disgusting human being, right? I mean, that's your first thought, right? I mean, crazy. Like, I'm yeah. I, it's once again going back to the clout chasing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's right. the environment a lot of people live in. It's like, oh, this is my opportunity. I have, and even yeah. though it's like showing people in a bar, I don't know what you're doing besides getting ready to get slapped with some kind of stupid fine, right? I mean, right. Like, <laughs> not even clout chasing that's just a real i mean you're in the wrong profession if your profession yeah, is okay. to help people and you were supposed to go up there as as whatever a guide to get people up there or a medical professional or whatever and that's what you're doing you're in the wrong profession definitely yeah you're eat well kind of going back i said something about emotional intelligence your eq you know it's very low at that point man like mm-hmm. you I, you know i don't even know what your <laughs> what your intention would be to have pictures. I'd be disturbed yeah. at pictures like that on my phone. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't exactly. even want to look at them. It's like, the, it's already in my brain. It's like, right. oh, it's going out, right? right? Insane. But yeah, going back to what you said about individuals and in sports versus like some of these, you know, more mainstream things. I was the same way. You know, I grew up watching BMX. Uh, my dad had me heavily into boxing. It's why I love UFC so much now. Um, and, and those were the guys like Oscar De La Hoya, uh, yes. the guys I watched, you know, Tyson, obviously, as a kid, my dad used to watch every Tyson fight. 
Um, you know, those were, those are the people I really got into um, yeah. because I, I looked at the, like those type of sports is so much more on the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, if you ever. It's an individual. You're not, you're, you're, you're there for you. Yeah. You know, you're either, you're either going to, you're going to either continue your career and get a W and, and, and put everything, or you're going to lose. It's not, you're not relying on eight, nine, 10 other guys on the field. And I just think that, I don't know. I just like the heart in it. I, I think that when you're an individualist, you, you're doing it for one person and, you know, obviously probably your family at home, but you're in there for you. You know, that's, you know, I mean, guys like Frankie Egger, you'll never, you'll never see a guy with a bigger heart than that guy. And I can so get behind people like that. Ooh. I guess a good example is, and I'm, I'm not into traditional sports, but you know, my cousin is a huge, he went to school in Boston, his whole family, huge Red Sox guys. They go to all the games. You remember Johnny Damon, the outfielder? Yeah. Amazing player, right? They finally won a pennant after so many years. They finally won. The next year, he, you know, obviously his contract was up. And I get that you got to put food on your table. But he signs with, like, their biggest rival. I'm like, where is the passion? You didn't win that pennant. You didn't win that pennant because you were passionate about the Boston Red Sox. You won it because it's a payday, you know? So I say they're a bunch of overpaid crybabies sometimes, you know? (laughs) Not always. There's some athletes that I get behind and, you know, but for the most part, like, it's – I I appreciate guys more that do it for them or guys that – you know, I, I did a little, I played around the stunt game a little bit on street bikes and, you know, there's no payday in it. You get hurt all the time and stuff and it never really hit mainstream, but, you know, I guess the closest thing to it would be like X games, freestyle, you know, motocross and things like that. For years, those guys practice trying to pull backflips and putting and for, for nothing, they're doing it for nothing. They're usually working on their dad's farm during the day and they're out flipping in a phone pit at night. And then just to get that one shot of making it to something like the X games or something and, I, I don't know, man. I'm not saying that guys that play football, or I'm not saying that they don't practice either and they're not trying to get to the big time, but sure. once they get there, they're on a team. It becomes a team sport. And I'm, I'm just an individualist sport guy. I just, you know. Yeah. The one thing I've always uh, been able to relate to with those guys uh, versus someone in the NFL is like, I know a lot of NFL guys. Like I, I train with a lot of them, work out with a lot of them at my gym and they are the free, they're freak athletes. They're, they are Freaks. born different man yep. like they're six eight running a four or five like yeah, yeah that's weird like that mathematics don't add up <laughs> <laughs> but these other guys they're not necessarily the freak athlete they're they're almost the mindset guys right the guys who have no fear right frankie right i mean stepping in an octagon i mean i go to boxing classes and i do you know a little sparring at the end that's scary enough right i'm like dude i gotta stand here with somebody else and I might get punched in the face a few times yeah. you go do that on pay-per-view right, right. <laughs> And, and yeah, you're getting paid, but you're also getting rocked and right. possibly getting knocked out cold. That's a different, that's a different breed. And by the way, to get to even that level is insane. Like Absolutely. there's so many fighters out there. Like, it's like, how do you even, I mean, just to get to the ranks is nuts. I'm not, I'm not trying to kiss my partner's ass here, but uh, I will, <laughs> you know, he's kind of always been the underdog. He's definitely, yeah. you know, size wise, he's always been small. I think he's only been in, in however many fights he's been in the UFC. He's only been the larger guy like twice ever. And most of most of his fights, you know, you could argue that the other fighter on paper maybe is a better fighter in, in many cases, you know what I mean? But heart, you know what I mean? And that's why I'm an individualist guy. Like I you you I'm yelling at the TV because I just see this guy like the heart in him and he's he he wills himself to victory. You know what I mean? It doesn't always happen in a team sport. You know, you got a weak link no. and, you know. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of the teams. I mean, look, I, I admire anyone who puts themselves out there and makes a living from sports. It's the hardest thing to do. 
uh, one of the hardest things to do or achieve. Uh, but yeah, the individual man, it's like, you can't run and hide, right? You, it's you versus you or the other guy, uh, or, or whatever stunt you're trying to, to accomplish. I love like Sean white. Like he was one of my favorite athletes. Lion tomato. Amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like just yeah. an incredible dude, incredible athlete too. But like yeah. the things that person does on television in front of millions of people, like people don't realize their life is literally you're, you're watching them do things that could, they could die. Right. Yep, right. Absolutely. You land on your neck, you break your neck, you're done. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, it's insane. Like I, it is. it's a different level, man, but let's, let's talk about your podcast. Cause we brought up Frankie a few times now and, and I know you guys have your podcast. How'd you guys start the show? <laughs> I've answered this a few times. It's a little bit of a funny story. Frankie and I have been friends for like 15 years. Um, you know, always see him at, at kid functions. And, you know, he, obviously I'm a huge fan of, of, of his fighting career. Um, one day, this is probably going back because our podcast has been on the air going on a year. So maybe like two years ago, I passed him on the road. I was working. I was in my work vehicle. I passed him and my phone rang and it was, it was Frankie and, and Frankie, if you know him, he, He's never, he's never like really like rate direct to something. Like I, I probably book more guests than Frankie does. Cause he just is not, he doesn't like doing that. It's not, he's not like real direct. He's good at fucking fighting. He's great at the podcast, but like sometimes he just beats around the bush a little bit. So he says yeah. to me, he's like, Hey, what's up, man? I just passed you. He's like, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? Not have you ever thought about doing a podcast with me? Not like, Hey man, I've been doing some thinking. So it like caught me off guard and I was like, no, I mean, I've never really, never really given it much thought. And he's just like, oh, okay, man, have a good day. Bye. So like, yeah. So like, like a year goes by and Chris Ligori, who's also fought in the UFC, Frankie's training partner. And they're like best friends, probably about a year later, DM me on Instagram. And he's like, Hey man, have you ever thought about doing a podcast with Frankie Edgar? I think you're you know, your personalities would, you'd come from completely different worlds and, and you'd be good. You know, your personalities would mesh well. And I think it could be a successful podcast. So then like the light went off. I was like, oh shit, he, he met me and him do a podcast. So I reached out to him and um, we had a, a meeting with Malka Sports. I don't know if you know them. We, we considered going up to Jersey City one day a week and using their studio and doing it, which there's a lot of benefits to, man. Trust me. As you know, a guy doing it yourself, the technical side of this is pretty difficult Definitely. Um, and they have a studio set up. But, you know, the more we talked about it, and they're great. And we're still tight with them. We're actually on their platforms as well. Um, Kevin Malas, big shout out to you, buddy. But, um, you know, the more we talked about it, we didn't want to take that ride. I mean, in the middle of February, driving to Jersey City every day and, you know, not every day, but at least once a week. Yeah. We decided, you know, maybe that wasn't what we want to do. We were like, we can do this on our own. Let's do it on our own. So we built the studio in his basement. We built it, me, him. Our buddy Jesse helped us a little bit. We bought the equipment and we just figured it out, man. Yeah. And it was a learning curve. It was a big learning curve in the beginning. You know, got to find a host site, you know, to, to host it. And then you got to sync the audio and the video. And so, you know, my buddy, Louie, Lou Grom, thank you, brother. We couldn't have got off the ground without you. Um, he was an integral part in the beginning. I remember, I remember our first episode. We were like, we were like announcing on Instagram, Champ of the Tramp drops today. And, you know, everybody tune in, check it out. And it didn't drop because like it wasn't approved you know what i mean you know how like youtube yeah, has yeah. to approve stuff everything has to be approved like it was like a 48 hour delay so it was kind of like wah 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 you know like it, it you know so we just figured it out man but like i said it's been about a year we've been very lucky to get a lot of really good guests on from all spectrums we don't lock ourselves into one thing i think a lot of people think that we're just a 
a fight podcast because Frankie's a fighter. We have we've had a, a lot of fighters on, but we're we're all over the spectrum. We never thought we were going to get into politics, mm. but you you almost can't in today's day and age. And I don't consider Frankie or I to be any experts in political matters by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what we are? We're American citizens. We're yeah. voting American citizens. We have just as much right to speak up as anybody else does. And and we have. We've kind of, you know, done a number of ep- episodes. I, I wouldn't say that's what we are, but in today's day and age, how can you not be? So we even delve into politics on the show and it's gone really well. Our, our following is, is building all the time. And um, we always say, listen, man, we, we didn't get into this to be rich or make money. Or if that happens, great. We do it because we have a bro out session at least once a week, sometimes a couple times a week. We sit in his basement, we bro out, we get to, you know, tune out all the noise, we lock ourselves in, we get to interview some great guests. And that has changed my perspective on a lot of things, hearing individual stories about what they've gone through in their life and maybe their political views or maybe their career and how it got them there. I mean, it's all it all influences you, right? So I've taken away a lot from the guests that we've had, you know, on our couch. So uh, we've done no Zoom yet. We have not, we're not that technologically advanced yet, although we, we can do it, um, but we may have to because we're sort of running out of guests. You can only, a lot of yeah. people don't want to fly. We've got so many guests that want to come from other states, but with COVID and 14 day quarantines, it's scaring a lot of people off. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah, no, I, I get it, man. I mean, podcasting, it's one of the things I'm most thankful for. Uh, especially in a year like this, you know, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, not having some kind of network online uh, during a crazy year like this. Um, but, you know, when it comes to the guests, you know, I, I, it's crazy right before like all this happened, uh, we had moved do, to doing guests in person. We would fly people into Washington, DC. I had a studio uh, and everything set up cameras, everything. And um, now it's like, well, we'll go to people, right. If it, if it makes sense, but, a lot of it is virtual. Uh, I'm excited to get back to doing in person. Like I, yeah. that's one of the things I'm most pumped about, man. Like I'm like, dude, I've, I've offered people from all over the place. Like, dude, I'll fly you in. Virginia has been pretty cool um, in terms of staying open and stuff. But yeah, the COVID crap is like totally put a monkey wrench in things. It's killing you, man. And we're, we're, we, we have to do zoom only because I think it really opens up your guest list a lot. You know what I mean? Too. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's much easier to sit down and do this and you can get bigger guests for sure. Um, it, I, you know, I guess the downside is it takes a little bit of the personability away from it sometimes too, especially yeah. if people are watching on YouTube, you know, they like to zoom in, they like to get an in-studio look, um, maybe takes a little bit away from it, but I think it can be done. Obviously you do it and you do it well. I think you just kind of have to condense things a little bit. You got to get your good questions in because people, you know, people tend to zone out after so long with zoom. <laughs> it seems, it seems, you know? Yeah, totally, man. I mean, the, the one thing I, cause having start, I actually started doing podcasting zoom, right? Everything was zoom based. I didn't fly anybody. And I, to be fair, I was scared, man. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to like interact with people face to face. I'm going to get my ass kicked <laughs> or some shit. But then I started doing in person and man, I, I will always do in person if the opportunity arises yeah, for sure. It just connects so much better, man. Like I had a bunch of comedians on my show the past year and like, there's some of the coolest people you know, then you go to their show afterwards and like, it's just freaking, it's fun, man. Joey and, Diaz is coming on soon to our oh, show. Man. Him and Frankie are pretty tight. So he's coming on soon. That is epic, man. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, I started the podcast. I'm sure you guys probably feel the same way as I just started as a, is like a go between now. So it's like, Hey, I just want to meet people. Yeah. What better way than to have a, a discussion on a show? Right. right. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I feel like the world right now, 
or, or at least our political leaders are so against anything in person. They don't want us gathering. You know what I mean? No. They don't want, they don't want you in churches. It's okay. You go to, you know, target and stand in line with 40 strangers, but you can't go to church. You, you know, even schools are limited. Most, most kids are now on, on zoom. And, and, and I think that's going to be the downfall of our world. And we need Definitely. to be in person, especially for our children. You're a dad. I'm a dad. You have a four and a six year old kids need to learn how to interact. I mean, you know, when my daughter, she's six, she's in first grade. We learned that she was going to be doing kind of a hybrid class or whatever. Even, you know, her mother and I totally agreed. That one of the biggest downsides of that is they need to interact. They need to get out on the playground and play with each other. And, and you know, socialization skills are key. If this is all you ever know and being on a, a laptop or being on an iPad and watching shit on YouTube. And, yeah, and, and then how you are you going to, how are you time. ever going to, you know? Yeah, exactly. How are you ever going to learn social skills that you need in life? Then this becomes your world and this becomes your norm. And that is the downside. Then, then, then big tech runs everybody's life. Is that what you want? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, we pulled our kids out of virtual learning because of how ridiculous it was to mm -hmm. think that my kid had to sit in a like this zoom chat from eight o'clock to two o'clock. I said, that is, that's abuse. Like right. I felt like it was abuse. So I, I pulled them out and we do homeschooling. Um, and you know, I flew to Atlanta, uh, a couple months ago to see a friend whose mom had passed. And, uh, I was shocked to get on an airplane and every seat was filled because I thought, wait a second. Well, yeah. we're not allowed to gather for Thanksgiving and do all these things, but yet the airplanes are packed started to make me think, you know, obviously I already knew what was going on, but it was just once again, evidence that, you know, it, it's a pick and choose type of game that's being played right now. If it's making people, certain people money is, and it's totally cool. Uh, but if it's not, if it's, if it's making people happy, then right. it's not, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> so, so I don't care where you're from, what part of the world conspiracy theories, right? They're always there. There's all, I mean, uh, 9 11 conspiracy. There's always been conspiracy theories, Kennedy being shot. There's always been, but have you ever seen a time in your life? I'm 45. I've never seen a time where there are more conspiracy theories than right now. And some of them I'll raise an eyebrow to and be like, geez, I don't know, you know, but there's a big belief, a, a large belief. A lot of people believe it. And I'm not so inclined to not believe it that the time we live in right now is really good versus evil. It's kind of biblical in many ways, you know, I've it's said kind of like the book of revelations, you know? Yeah. I've said that to people who I trust who uh, pastors, friends of mine that are, you know, heavy into this stuff and without even blinking, they said it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, same. Like, and they're same. not, and they're normal. Like when I say salt of the earth, people yeah. who don't have conspiracy theories who are like, you know, right. just normal people who you would talk about anything with, they, without even blinking, they're like, this is, this is definitely good versus no evil. Question. No doubt about it. Like, no doubt. Not even a, not even a hint of, of doubt in their voice. Well, you've canceled church. Political people have canceled church for almost a year. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. That's crazy. And, 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 and it's crazy to think that, well, the, the way I look at it is, it doesn't matter what they do, right? They could start arresting people. They could start shooting people, which, by the way, countries have actually shot people for being yes. outside. Yeah. So it's not against <laughs> our imagination. It could happen. Uh, there will never be a time where, at least I don't believe, where people will not get together. There will yeah. never be a time. It's just the human bond and bond between people and human interaction is too much of a necessity. Correct. Even if people will not, won't, won't say it, they feel it, right? Mm -hmm. They feel that pull. I, I've, I've witnessed people who are, you know, on the opposite, opposite side of my political beliefs uh, or my life beliefs for that matter when something happens in their life recently good, 
their first reaction is to get together with people, right? Even though they've been cl- you know, clamoring against like, no, you can't get together, it's dangerous and blah, blah, blah. Their first reaction when so-and-so wins an election or whatever is to get together and celebrate. And I'm not even hating on them. I'm saying, look, your first gut instinct is to go party with your people, man. Like that's yeah. normal. Like, yeah. and it's good for you. Like it's so, isolation is one of the fastest ways to die. No question. Poverty being the other one, which a lot of people get totally. forced into, but we're social creatures, right? Human beings are social creatures. We, we, we need to, to seek attention from other people that that's what we are as, as beings. And, you know, I'm not here pushing church cause I'm in no sense of the word. Am I a, um, I guess, traditional religious guy. I haven't gone to church in quite, quite a while. That's, mm-hmm. that's the truth of it. But, but I, I reserve the right if I want to go to go. Sure. But, you know, when, when people are in mourning, like you said, what do they do? They gather with their peers and loved ones and they mourn their loss. You can't do that now. A lot of people, my grandmother being a prime example of one, my mother being another prime example of one, they like the structure and they like the sociability of going to church every Sunday. They need that in their life. And that, that is taken away from them. And, and that's why I raise my eyebrow. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, although I like to listen to them because I like to ponder <laughs> But I raise my eyebrow and I'm like, this really could be good versus evil. This really could be. You know? It's just, it's just so like, there's no like middle ground, right? Like no. that's, that's what's weird to me about it. There's no gray area. There's no like, Hey, you know, like I've always, from the beginning, I, being a fitness guy, I'm lucky enough, very blessed to be connected to guys who are much smarter than me, who study things like disease or viruses and things like that. And they told me from the beginning, here's, here's what you need to take if you get it. Yep. It's a, it's a harsh version of the flu. It's going to kill people with diabetes or, or who are obese. Like they told me this back in February right. and nobody listened. And, and they said, look, and also by the way, lockdowns are going to kill way more people and Absolutely. put way more people in poverty than the virus will. Right. These were things. And, and of course you say that you're a bad person now, but it's like, right. look, shame just, they'll shame you. Shaming. <laughs> they will shame you into submission. You're yes. killing, you're killing me. You're killing my you're grandma. Killing babies, man. You're killing, no, you're killing no. grandma. I'm, I'm an American. I'm an American. I did my 14 day lockdown. I was all about it. And you know, uh, what, where does this end? Does this go on for three years, five years? Does this become the new norm for the rest of my life? <laughs> you know, where I see no end in sight. Do you, you're a fitness oh. guy. You're a fitness guy. What, what is your take on Ian Smith? We just had him on the show. I'm a big supporter. Hero. Yeah. I'm Hero. a big supporter. He's a patriot, you know, a true yeah. patriot, you know, his intentions are, are based out of love. Like I, I wish people would start to understand this. It's not, he's doing what he's doing because there are so many people who wish they had that platform mm-hmm. who are struggling. I mean, I don't think you, here's the thing. Perspective only comes when you're in that, like that line of, of sight, right? You, you don't know what someone else is going through until you've been in their shoes. I happen to know, what it's like to be a gym owner because I am friends with hundreds of them and uh, the overhead and the profit margins are very small. And not to mention the lives they impact on a daily basis, the the communities that take place right. in gyms are very important to a lot of people. And to say, first of all, a virus, let's just be real. The only way you're battling a virus, by the way, is your immune system. That's right. it. A vaccine right. ain't going to save you. If the vaccine was going to save you, the flu wouldn't come back every single year because we have flu shots. But the, the virus has to be attacked starting with fitness Correct. and why they're not promoting that is, well, it's obvious to me why, because it doesn't make them any money. <laughs> Correct. Correct. It's insane. You know, 
And, and, and to just say that Ian is a guy that's passionate about saving his business and a guy that's, you know, thumbing his nose at the system, I don't think is a fair statement. That guy really has become an expert on health. He yes. really is very well read. His partner is too. I, I forget his partner's name, Chris, I think. Yep. Um, both very well read, have had the experts in, never had one case, not a single case of COVID directly related to their gym. And it's, they're like approaching 80,000 visits or something like that. Yep. I mean, the guy's dug into the science and that's why I support him. Not just because he's a business owner, although I support those guys too. You know, oh. the guy on uh, Long Island or Staten Island, the You're Max right. Max Cheese, uh, Max Sub Shop or whatever it was called. I I mean, what is going on is unbelievable. And where where is the end? In it? Where where does it end? Is this I, our new norm? I'll never settle for this. You know, no, I, I will head out of here quickly. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, the weird thing to me and, and like I love talking about this stuff because, like I said, I am not a political guy. That's why I, I can talk about it because I've you sure. can search through the, the realms of all my posts. I have never talked about politics. How many people really are, though? How many people really are? Most people are you and me. Totally. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I. I think if, you know, if you look at it from a perspective of like, hey, look, why, why are we basically hurting a large group number of people, right? It, when, when the people, by the way, the people who are at risk of, of, of something, virus in this case, are still experiencing suffering. Like they're still, like this is not working. <laughs> right, right. Like, look, if, if we had shut things down for three months, and all the people, the the 0.01% of people, by the way, who are at risk for death, uh, my 90-year-old grandpa survived. He was totally fine. Um, you know, if they're the, those small amount of people, which all their lives matter for sure. Absolutely. We, we had the opportunity to save those people by isolating them. Right. We're not doing that. Instead, we're making right. so many people, we're making people crazy. You're stirring, you're poking tigers like constantly, right? right? right, right. I think, man, I mean, and, and once again, I... I'm not a conspiracy guy either, but there are, you know, there's, a, this is a world based uh, issue right now. Th this is something taking place in the powers that be in the world. I think we know where, where it's coming from. Um, but it, it, it is a fight to maintain a certain amount of power that, that I believe to be true simply because the cart got turned upside down with, and look, I'm not a like hardcore Trump guy, right? That's not me. I'm just a guy who believes in rights and believes in freedom and believes in, in, in health too. Right. And neither, none of those things are being talked about, man. Like you can't say wear a mask and stay home. That is, it's never been how you get healthy. <laughs> I, I crack up. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think we both agree. This is about money. Yes. I mean, what's going on is absolutely about money. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questionable things going on. You know, the fact that the, the flu count <laughs> this year is, is basically obsolete. The fact oh, that if you compare else, if you compare numbers in the past decade or so, the total number of deaths in America is actually down this year more so than the last ten years in a row. Yep. You know, there's a there's a number of things that are very suspect, but it comes down to money. This is, you know, um, Jeff Bezos is is a billionaire many 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 times over because people are ordering more shit on on amazon than they ever had before because people stuck at home you know i mean yeah. it's uh, i'm not saying jeff bezos is responsible for a corona but <laughs> it is it is it is financially based there's no question Ooh. about it you know what i mean i mean when you look at agreements trade agreements between china and the u.s that were put in you know put in place and inside of the language there's uh things about pandemics right you know you start to wonder like gee this stuff has been predicted and yeah. you know 
I don't know. I mean, I, first of all, I, I just know that basic common sense is not being utilized, right? Yep. As someone who cares tremendously about people's health, my concern is that, first of all, a vaccine, you know, if you want to take a vaccine, go for it, right? Like, I, right. that's your freedom. Like, I support you on that. 100%. You should also I'm not, but yeah. I have nothing wrong. I have no problem with you doing it. <laughs> right. I'm I happen to not be at risk. Right. So I have no desire to put a vaccine in my body. I just Correct. don't, right? That's right. my right. I feel like if we just minded our business a little bit more and said, Hey, look, I want to take it, but I don't care if you do. Yeah. And guess what? I don't want to take it, but I don't care if you do. Like, yeah. wouldn't that be a great way I to agree. live? <laughs> I agree. You I totally agree with you, but that right is slowly being stripped from us, I believe. And that's not what living in a republic or a democracy is all about, you know? Totally. It's funny, the, the people on that side, they love to point fingers and say, you, you're a killer. You know, Ian Smith takes tremendous amount of shit. They literally call that guy a murderer, the yep. people that don't like him, you know? But they'll, they'll point at you and they'll say, you know, the reason that coronavirus numbers in America are so high and people are dying and which isn't really true, honestly, right, um, is because people like you who refuse to wear a mask. And then you say, you know, well, why are the flu numbers pretty much non-existent this year? You know what I mean? It doesn't you can't have one and not the other. You know what I mean? Are masks working or masks not working? You know? Yeah. So. And, and I'm for anything that works to save people if it if it doesn't hurt 10 times more people in the process. Right. right. You know, you can't rob Peter to pay Paul and you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, all these analogies. You can't do that, but that's what's happening right now. If you look at studies from real scientists, people who look at the numbers, study this stuff for a living, lockdowns and shutting economies down kill way more people than don't any work. virus. Don't ever. work. They don't work. And I don't know, like maybe people skip biology class and stuff like that, but you know, viruses, they're not easy to stop. Like right. they go on for a very long period of time. The good news is they get weaker as they go along because they're mutating. There is a high likelihood you and I will get it if we haven't already had it. I've already had it's a high it. likelihood. You know what I mean? Oh, you did have it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It was so, nothing. So I was asymptomatic. I may have already had it, been asymptomatic, and I may get it. I yeah. mean, that that is, you know, if you want to talk about herd immunity and all that sort of things, it's just the likelihood of what could possibly happen. Yeah. Do you stop living your life? Do you let your politicians shut down America, literally shut it down? and force people into poverty. And it's all, it's funny because it's all really one demographic of people. It's yeah. all small business owners, the little gym owners, the restaurant owners. I mean, I just read a statistic the other day that said in New York City, 45% of small businesses will not reopen. That's, I mean, you're, you're forcing people either to live on the state or the government or into poverty. I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. And there is no greater killer in any country ever in the history of time than poverty There's none none. none you know and and you, yeah the virtue signaling makes me sick too because you know i i care about everyone's life equally and that goes for the people who suffer from financial issues versus health issues i mean i help people for a living that's my my passion in life um that being said you know you can't say you care about one group so passionately right. and not care about the other group that to right. me is the definite i mean it's hypocrisy 101 right right um, and it's, and it's really sad to see too, man, because like I said, 2020 for, for me, at least I, I'll say it on record. I haven't said it publicly before, but it's, a, it's been a line in the sand for me, right? It, moving forward. I, I look at things so much differently now Same. and that's good for good or worse. But the question I want to ask you, because you have kids, what, what have, what have you determined to be the best way to really educate and raise your kids now moving forward? Like how, how does this work for you now as a dad? 
Cause I know for me, like, I'm like, Holy man, I got to double down. Right. Like this is nuts. Like I don't want my kids to ever get sucked into this crazy system. Right. right. Um, what are your thoughts on how to make sure your kids uh, are okay moving forward? Well, you know, uh, I, I, my path that I've chosen to go, um, you know, and their, and their mom may differ, but uh, we have separate households now is the less they know at this age, the better. They don't, they don't need to know what's going on in the world. My hope is that that humanity prevails and we come back around and we can all become a nation again and there isn't this incredible amount of division. They're only four and six. They don't need to know what goes on in the world. My daughter calls Corona. Grayson doesn't even get it. She calls it sickies. Is sicky still going on? She knows she has to wear the mask in certain places, but we I take it off immediately after we leave. There's nothing better for your immune system than fresh air. Yep. Um, but time i would say time we none of us are guaranteed time i mean especially in today's age what's going on i try to spend as much time with my children as i possibly can we don't have to be talking about you know certain subject matters it's just time we've gone on more hikes and more bike rides this year than i've ever done in my life now again they're only four and six so they're just kind of becoming of age to do it but we're always on the go you know and you're limited you know they want to go to like urban air and you know parks and stuff we're beach you know, outdoor parks and hiking and bike riding is pretty much what we do. Now it's wintertime in New Jersey. It's wintertime where you are. So it's becoming harder and harder, you know, but quality time, not just time. Like if you're sitting at your house and listen, I'm not going to say that I've never done this poor, you know, shitty, miserable, freezing cold days or rainy days. I will let them watch their iPads from time to time. You know what I mean? But yeah. if it's nice out, we're out. That's the deal. You know? So I think time is the greatest thing you can give your kids. It's what they're going to remember. They're going to remember it over money, they're going to remember it over, over everything else. The, the, the things that you bought for them, you know, what kind of house they live in They're they're going to remember time. And that's what I try to give my kids. You know what I mean? Because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. I don't care if you're the epitome of health, a guy like you, or, or you're, you know, you're in your senior years, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. Mm. So that's what I, I try to try to try to do. That's, that's powerful, man. Yeah. I mean, there's been many days, you know, during the course of this year where I've sat here and, you know, cursed and shit and said, yeah. you know, God, you know, this is so bad. But then I go, man, I've spent every day with my kids, yeah. literally every day. I've been right. away from them for two days. Yep. Went to Atlanta yeah. for two days. That was the only time I have not seen my kids. There's not many benefits to this lockdown and this coronavirus. Not a lot of benefits, but there are a few. You know what I mean? You just yeah. have to use it wisely. If you're if you're in lockdown and you're letting your kids sit in front of a TV all day long, not utilizing it to the best of your abilities. You know, yeah. this is the time for Uno and and you know uh, board games and you know Candyland and this is this is the time. Hungry, hungry hippo and you know <laughs> we uh, we blow up. I got a I got a little blow up tent that runs off a fan we set it up in the middle of the living room a lot of times we'll just hang out in there and we'll read books and shit you know only because it's winter time we'd be out i missed the i missed the days that ended at nine o'clock at night it was light until nine you know now it's like dark at like 4 35 o'clock it's crazy yeah we're so. we're planning trips to florida because i you know florida's open so we're like yeah. we're gonna drive to florida fly to florida i don't care we're gonna go for a month yeah. probably in february uh That's just awesome. just because you got to have the outdoors man i mean i agree man wet wet and rainy and icy and crap here i mean me and my two boys we go out to uh we have a football field like a you know five minute drive from here and uh we we literally played an entire four quarters <laughs> awesome man That's awesome. <laughs> the other day my, my kids down. are flying back from disneyland right now they were down there with the mom this week so yeah yeah it's epic man yeah that's one blessing i i part of me when schools reopen obviously i know as a dad i, I need them interacting with other kids they got to learn how to 
you know, socialize. They got to learn how to, how to handle other people. But part of me is sad, right? Like, damn, I don't want to put them back in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a selfish guy in me. Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Not. but they got to have that interaction. So they know how to, they really do. Them, they really do, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy time we live in. I mean, you know, Thanksgiving, there were people calling the cops on their neighbors because too many people were at their neighbor's house celebrating Thanksgiving. Like, come on, people. So this sad. is America. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself if you're in a doing hobby. That. You should be ashamed of yourself if you're Listen doing Listen to that. a damn podcast, would you? You know? Yeah, 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 you're right. Champ of the tramp. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, man, make sure you promote your show. Where, where can people find you guys? How often we, do you release episodes? All that cool stuff. We are on um, all podcast formats. You can find us anywhere on any podcast format, pretty much. There's always, like, a new one that pops up once in a while. But um, for an in-studio look, you can go on YouTube. Um, our Instagram page is Champ and the Tramp. Uh, we record at least once a week. Sometimes we do um, some bonus episodes if something big's coming up or uh, there's a big UFC fight coming up. Frankie and I were recorded one night before because obviously Frankie uh, is a is a very well known fighter and a lot of people want to know his input on fight. So we've we've been known to do that, but we guarantee an episode every week. Um, so yeah, check us out. We're I think we're at episode like 55, something like that. Yep. sweet man yeah i love you guys you guys are the best i frankie and has been so cool to my kids uh yeah. he personally called them and you know i can't promise to do that for anybody else but <laughs> he's a good <laughs> my, dude my son loves frankie dude he's kind of quiet and humble in the ring so i feel like this podcast gives him an outlet people really get to know the real frankie Edgar now you know and he's totally such a humble guy and he fights with his heart and he's, he's not a, he doesn't talk shit and he's not a but there's a lot more, he's a lot more complex than a lot of people would think. And I think this, uh, you know, this podcast has been a good outlet for him so people can kind of get to know the real Frankie Edgar, you know? Yeah. Well, personally speaking, man, I, I was a massive Jersey Shore fan, uh, kind of fanboying out when I scheduled <laughs> for the show, but I appreciate you jumping on board, man. And it's always great to connect with like-minded good people, right? Yeah, man. Uh, I know you have, you know, just goodness that you're promoting, which is awesome, man. So appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. We'll chat soon, bro. All right. Absolutely. Be Talk well. Soon. Merry Christmas, bro. Not happy holidays. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review and subscribe to the show. True Transformation.